Hi, this is David Steele of the Orlando Magic and Fox Sports Florida, and you're listening to the Penny for Your Thoughts podcast from the guys at Orlando Magic UK. Now it's over to Garrett, Mikey, and Paul. Go Magic! Hey Magic fans, welcome to this episode of Penny for Your Thoughts, the podcast of the Orlando Magic UK. As always, I'm joined by the gruesome twosome, Garant Jones and Mikey Clark. Mikey, how are you doing? All good, mate. Thank you. How was your run this afternoon? Getting ready very for nice, the 5K. Yes, very nice. I'm enjoying uh, getting a bit of practicing. Garant, you good? Oh, fantastic, mate. Um, very excited for this episode um, to have my sporting hero um, on <laughs> our podcast is, you know, something you can only dream of. Well, Garant sort of led us into it there. We're joined by a very, very special guest today. Someone we were last with you prior to Game 3 of the 2019 playoffs. Um, an Orlando Magic legend, wearing number 25 out of Chicago, Illinois, Nick Anderson. Nick, how are you doing? Thank you for joining All right. us. All right. Thank you guys for having me. And all oh, the people it's... over in the UK who are listening right now, it's a pleasure. Uh, this is, this is uh, much joy for me to be with you guys. Well, thank you. Honestly, you've done such an honour in coming on. We, we're made up. As, as I said to you earlier on, um, we're like kids in a, in a candy store at the moment. It's, it's amazing for us. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, we have got an awful lot to get through because we, we've had so many questions come in from our followers. Um, so what we'll do is we'll start off, with, as we always do, with a quick roundup of the uh, magic news for the week. Um, Injury list, no change, with jo- no change with Jonathan Isaac or Markel. Uh, Cole Anthony is said to be not near returning, but is now taking part in light shooting. James Ennis remained out with a calf issue. Michael Carter-Williams has been down ill. Uh, Terence Ross has been absent through a knee issue. On the positive, Evan Fournier and Aaron Gordon returned to the lineup and really did make a positive impact in all three games, in all the games. Fantastic. Um, Orlando lost on Sunday in the Amway, 102-97 to the Miami Heat, and on the road in New York, 93-94 to on Thursday evening. Let's be fair, I think we'd got an opportunity to win each of those games, but the live ball turnovers really did harm us. Uh, and last night, yay, we broke the nine-game losing streak with a fantastic performance, beating the high-flying Brooklyn Nets 113-121. to 121. Aaron Gordon scored a brilliant 38 points, shooting 70% from the field, including seven of eight from deep. Uh, season high for Aaron Gordon and also Evan Fournier with 31 points. Jason Randall had his best game by far in a Magic uniform. Um, and the Magic drilled a season-high 21 three-pointers. It's like when you were on the team, Nick, shooting threes. <laughs> that but, but those who watched that game, if you watched that game, the, the, the ball movement and the sharing of the ball, the good uh, penetration and the defense collapse, and you kicking it out to the wide-open shot, uh, to the guy to, for a wide-open shot. And, and you think about it, it was, it was great patience. Yeah, it wasn't like you were forcing, rushing. You let the, what what we say, let the game come to you. Let the shots come to you. And there were multiple open shots because of the good ball movement, the good penetration, and the good sharing of the ball. Yeah, uh, it was, there was some really, really good basketball to watch that the Magic played last night. Some fantastic ball movement. It was, it was, it was good to see. Um, I also really enjoyed seeing Aaron Gordon interviewed afterwards. Um, he, I love to hear him say that they feel that they are lethal when when they are playing together and when they are fit. It was good to hear. Oh yeah, no question. Uh, he he made he made he made several good good points uh, in that interview. You're talking about uh, let's 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 think about this with a healthy roster. That is a very dangerous Orlando Magic team. Very dangerous. You can get everybody healthy and more practice time. You know, coaches die for practice, practice, practice time because the the seasons are so grueling. You you uh, you you're on the road. It's not a lot of practice time. And and you think about the situations that every team is dealing with, every organ organization is dealing with, and that's the COVID. 
So it's, it's, it's so many restrictions. So you're so limited on, on things that you can do. Uh, players uh, who are in and out because of health protocols here and there. So it's, it's a challenge for every organization, but you, you, you were dealt the hand. So you, you, you go ahead and you play the hand. So, but you know, that win last night, I think it was a confidence booster, you know, after losing nine in a row. Yeah. Uh, and, and then you come in and you beat a team that is really uh, pegged to be in the NBA finals. That's what everybody are, are, are saying yeah. in the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, you got Kyrie Irving and James Harden and uh, yeah, they absent of, 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 of uh, Kevin Durant, but uh the game still must be played. So it was a good win against a good quality uh, basketball team. Yeah, it was. Aaron Gordon played some brilliant defense. Really yeah. good. But Nick, I'm going to move on because we've got you on the show. And uh, hey, we've got so many questions to ask you. So many questions. Right. Um, but I've, I'm not going to move on without saying it. I don't think it can be overstated your importance to the impact of our t- on our team. Uh, you're the Magic's first ever draft selection, 11th overall in 89. Yeah. Um, played for 10 seasons with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, averaged 15.4 per, points per game, 5.3 rebounds per game, 2.8 assists, and 1.5 on the steals. That's some good <laughs> figures. That's some good figures. And then we get to the rankings for the franchise. Uh, all-time leader in games played at 692. Steals with 1,004, uh, field goals attempted 8,976, and three-point field goals uh, attempted at 2,480. You were a good player, my man. I hope <laughs> well, you realise how good. You, yeah, you, you think about those, for people who don't know, we're going to have a little discussion right here. You know, you talk about those three-points attempted. You know, coming into the league, I wasn't, I wasn't known as a, as a, as a shooter. I was known as a slasher guy that runs the floor, get to the basket, put it on the floor, get to the basket and finish. But I put in the work, I put in the work of, of, of expanding my game because I, I, I posted up all the time. I didn't care if you were 16 or 510, I would post you up. And I'm, I, and I gradually worked on my shot and I was able to move out and broaden my game add more to my game uh, uh, as, 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 as I got familiar with the league and uh, growing as a player and it became a, a, a weapon of mine. I can take you inside. I can get you off the dribble and get to the basket. And then if uh, you step back off me, I can knock down a three. So it was, I have to put a, uh, a stamp on and say, Hey, it was all about putting in the work, putting in the work and, 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 and want to expand my game. My father always told me that learn how to do a little bit of everything. And I think I did that. And, and that, that work showed with, what was it, over 4,000 field goals made and 900 from the three? That's, <laughs> yeah. And there's two other things I really have to mention. Um, career high of 50 points from the bench. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you a little story about that. But those who don't know. I was injured that game in in, in uh, New Jersey. I had a pull hamstring. And uh, that was the game that Shaq tore down the backboard. So a lot of people don't know that that, was, that happened in the same game. But anyhow, uh, Anthony Bowie, who started in my place at the two guard, got an early foul trouble. And Coach Matty Gukas came to me and asked me if I can give him anything because I wasn't supposed to play. And I said, Coach, I can try. I went out in 33 minutes. I had 50 points with a bad hamstring. That's crazy. I should have played you 48. That's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) That's just awesome, man. That is really brilliant. And since 2006, you've uh, served as the team's community ambassador. Yeah. And 2014 inducted into the Orlando Magic Hall of Fame. Yeah. And what an totally honor. deserved. Yeah, totally deserved honor. What an honor. Um, in uh, such a great organization that means so much to me. As you mentioned, uh, being the first draft pick in the 
team's history. And a lot of people don't know that, that I was the first player picked in the team's history. Uh, spent my first 10 seasons here. Uh, I seen from day one, the big transformation of this organization, of the, this ball club, uh, making strides in such a short period of time. Look how early uh, we went to the finals in our careers. Uh, it wasn't long at all. You know, drafting uh, myself, then there was Dennis Scott, and then there was Brian Williams, who know, who changed his name to Bison Delay. Uh, you know, you had Stanley Roberts, Shaquille O'Neal, uh, Penny Hardaway. Look at all those top college players that, you know, the Magic had the opportunity to bring in and, and, and build a, a, a great franchise. And uh, yes, Shaq was the game changer. There's no question about it. Bringing in uh, him from LSU, seven foot one and a half. And what he done speaks for itself. Um, and the organization took off. And then, you know, I always remember my, my, my late great father saying in the draft when um, we had back-to-back -back number one picks and we drafted Chris Weber and traded him to Golden State for Penny Hardaway. And my dad said, you know, you guys got the best player in the draft. I'll never forget that. And, and, and Penny Hardaway. And what a such a, a, a great one-two punch with uh, him and Shaquille and me and Dennis on the wings. And then you got Horace Grant and Brian Shaw. Those were great times. I enjoyed every moment of it playing with those guys we were we were we were so connected on the court as well as off the court and i think that was had a lot to do with our success uh and, and what we did such a, a short period of time yeah mikey go i was just gonna say that leads me perfectly into my question sure. um so when you're obviously part of that magic team in the in the early in the early years before Shaq. Uh, was drafted. How how did it change for you, and how did it change for the franchise when they drafted Shaq? Because I know you were talking about you had to adapt your game. You didn't shoot many threes coming out of college, and then when you, and then did that really change when Shaq was drafted? Uh -huh. You thought I've got to change my game because of him. Yeah, that, no, that's a great question. Yeah, you know, uh, again, as I said earlier, you know, I posted up a lot. I had a uh, 14, 15 foot jump shot. Uh, and plays were ran for me to post up a small guy, big guy. If a big guy was on me, I would step out and go around him and get to the basket. Smaller guy, I would try to use my size and strength to, to, to get over him, pass him. But when the big fella came, uh, that middle was all his. And I knew that I had to work on my shot, even though I was working on it before we drafted him. And with his presence, it opened up more opportunities for me inside and outside because you had to contend with him down there in that paint. So he made my game a whole lot easier. Uh, there's no question about it. Cool. Um, Nick, my first game uh, that I ever watched live in the UK, we didn't have many uh, NBA games, was back on the 22nd of February, 1998. The game you may remember, it was uh, Shaq's return to the arena uh, where you hit a three-pointer to uh, to basically win us the game, 96-94. Uh, so that remains my favourite um, all-time game performance. I mean, I even watched it on YouTube the other day. Um, but Lewis Rushworth and I both like to know, what is your favourite performance uh, that you, you know, con contributed to a Magic game? Wow. Mm. That's a hard one. Oh, you can man. say the same game as me if you want. <laughs> <laughs> now that was that was a, that was a, a a great game because um you know everybody you know the, the arena was jam packed as you know uh, you playing the Los Angeles Lakers and uh, you look at you know guys on that roster you Shaq Kobe and and and, and it was Shaq's first game back to the old arena. And, and the fans was, they were ready. They were hyped, uh, ready for that game. Uh, it was a big game for us. It was on national television. And it came down to uh, a last-second shot, you know, for us. Yeah. Uh, i never forget Coach Daly drawed up 
a play for me, and I came off of three screens. Came down the right side uh, off of three screens, and I came around that last screen, and and it was a, it was a good one, a good screen, and Derek Hopper delivered the ball right to me in the right spot, and I just turned into my shot, held it, good form, release, followed through, and it was it was a, it was a bucket, and then I had to give him the the Merton Hanks, the chicken, the chicken yeah. ball. <laughs> I <laughs> love that. Love yeah, that. The, you know, it was it, it was great, but you know, the Lakers had an opportunity to to to, to hit a shot there. Uh, it was it was fortunate enough for us they missed a shot and game over. So it was a big game, and uh, if I recall, uh, I don't know if I had thirty points, thirty two somewhere 30, around 30, 30 points. And yeah. Bo Outlaw played forty eight minutes that game. Yeah. He played yeah. every second. Um, yeah. So I was watching it the other day and. Yeah, it's remarkable when you look back at it. Yeah, it was, you know, speaking of Bo Outlaw, he's a guy that never got tired. I used to wonder, do this guy ever get tired? I mean, he just run all day, every day. But uh, that was a great game. Uh, Penny was Penny was out that game, if, I, he if was, I'm not yeah. mistaken. Because he's yeah, right. knee issue at the time. But, hmm. you know, the guys that were out there fighting, uh, we, we put up a, 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 a Good fight on national television against a, a a great basketball team in the Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah, one of our followers Ian called. I, I, I mean, because that that old that shirt you have on, that's an old school. Um, I've got them all, Nick. Yeah, I love that. I've got I love them all it. up there. Yeah, I love that shirt you got on. I, I love it. Love it. Uh, thank you. Yeah, you you have... actually signed the um, you know the stars one. You uh -huh. you signed that one. Okay, now that's a jersey that me and Penny had uh, some input in designing with uh, the really? design. Oh, uh, uh, what's her name? I was just about to call out her name. She was in. She's out of uh, New York. Oh man, I can't think of her name at the moment. But I still have all those those jerseys myself, and I still have my rookie jersey. If I try to put it on, I would need about 10 people to help me get out of it. <laughs> That's awesome and really interesting because um, everybody likes the Blue Stars jersey. Yeah. Uh, we were speaking about it last week, and I think Mikey called for it, you know, to be brought back. Yeah, but, you know, my, my rookie jersey was those jerseys, and it was it was embroidered, and, and when it get wet, I mean, it's heavy. So, yeah. so. Uh, I don't want them to bring those back. <laughs> <laughs> Not those. <laughs> Let's move on with those. <laughs> I still Nick, have my, my white rookie jersey. Uh, I was just taking a look at it the other day. I was like, wow, I was this small. There's no yeah. way they would have to lube me down with oil <laughs> to get that jersey over me and get it off me. <laughs> <laughs> no way. You know, somebody asked me the other day, can, can I still fit my rookie jersey? And I said, man, you have to be kidding me. There's no way that I can get in that jersey. If it does, if I do, I suffocate. <laughs> <laughs> well, Nick, I'm gonna ask I'm gonna ask you um well a question that came in from one of our followers, Ian Coldwell. Um, what was going through your mind as you stole the ball from Michael Jordan in the 95 playoffs? Just making a basketball play. That's all. Uh, you know, uh, you know, my job every night was to defend the top scorers on the other team. If he wasn't a center and, and, and got, besides guys like Carl Malone, um, but just to make a basketball play, uh, it was fortunate enough that I made a good basketball play on the best player in my opinion everybody had their own opinions about yeah. who's the goat and, and i respect that but in my opinion michael jordan is the best basketball player that i have ever faced i can't speak for everybody else now i would not do that Nick, um, you're the goat <laughs> <laughs> what about goat's milk <laughs> 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 no, but you know, I just made a, a basketball play. I, I, I can, I, I, 
picture it in my head all the time. Uh, when they inbound the ball to him and I was in front of him and I reached at him and he went around me. When he went around me, he was dribbling the ball in his right hand, but he was looking over his left shoulder. And I came up the right side of him and I tapped it away with my left hand. I tapped it to Penny. Penny started the fast break, nice little bounce pass to Horace for the dunk uh, pass uh, Tony Kuko. So it was just a, a basketball play. And I, I have to say this, I honestly, I'm glad it did happen against Michael Jordan, but I, I think if it would have happened against anybody else, I don't think I would have got, it would have been uh, as much as a tension, attention grabber uh, as, as it was because it was Michael Jordan. Yeah. But it was a great play. Yeah. I'm glad it happened. <laughs> yeah, just milk it, Nick. Milk it. <laughs> Take all the plaudits, my friend. Take all the plaudits. Yeah, Nick, yeah. that leads us on to uh, that series where you be- when we beat the Bulls in 95. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody focuses on Horace Grant going back to Chicago to close out that series. Yes. But we know you're from Chicago. You're a big big Chicago guy. What did that mean for you winning in Chicago to knock MJ out and the balls in 95? That was, that was great. You just don't know how much hate calls I got from my friends. (laughs) (laughs) Are they still happening? Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't ever come back here. (laughs) But it it meant a lot to me because, um, as you mentioned, being from Chicago, born and raised, uh, and going back and and beating them on their floor, that was pretty special. And um, uh, arguably, uh, one of the highlights of my entire career was uh, beating the Bulls at home uh, again against arguably the best player in the world at the time. Uh, I know he came back from a short season. Uh, I remember all the stuff that went down during that that playoff series. Uh, him coming out with number forty-five, game one, and then uh, everything happened. And uh, supposedly, I said, "Well, uh, forty-five is not like 23. Now, next game, he does number twenty-three. <laughs> so all the all the drama that was involved in that, it was it was pretty cool uh, uh, for it to happen. And, and if you notice, if you, you look at the shoes that I had on, I had on Jordans yeah. with my number on. And, and, I, and although I, my Nike deal was because of Michael Jordan, me and MJ are pretty good friends. And, you know, at the time I had on my Jordans. <laughs> look what took place maybe I was uh, your airness at that time <laughs> it, 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 it was great I mean uh, going against MJ uh, just special it was just special uh, I can say that I can always tell people that we had our, our battles and arguably so and uh, uh, just a just a great basketball player, great person. There's not enough things that I can say about him because uh, we, we, we have been out several times, had a glass of wine, beers and stuff like that. Uh, just a phenomenal guy to be around. Uh, you know, I, just a good friend in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Um, we had David Steele on, um, Nick, a couple of, uh, well, probably – about 15 episodes ago now, um, and he told us a story of being stranded in Allenstown, Pennsylvania. Have you got any stats? Have you got any uh, other standout stories from you know the road trips you um, you had with the Magic? Allen, Allentown, Pennsylvania. I remember that we got snowed in, and we at the hotel, and uh, we got a chance to play pool and hang out with Marilyn Manson. <laughs> <laughs> That was that, that was that was great, but you know, you think about that team that we we had. We were young, we were energetic, uh, we were fun to watch. Everybody wanted to see us play, and you know, we can we can 
fly in and get to the hotel. It'd be 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning. And it's five or 600 people standing outside and it's 20 below zero. And I, I used to say, you, you gotta be kidding me just to get a glimpse of some guys getting off the bus. <laughs> <laughs> but here's a, here's a story for you. I, I, you know, I never forget we were in, um, cause we did, like I said, we did everything together, all of us. We go to Minnesota and all of us want to go to the mall of America. So we get over to the mall, myself, Shaq, Penny, Horace, Dennis Scott, Brian, Brian Shaw. It's obvious everybody want to see Shaq and Penny. We walk around the mall of America and the whole mall is following us. <laughs> we, couldn't, we couldn't do anything. Like the whole mall is okay, we're going to follow these guys. Uh, so much commotion and the same thing happened in Indianapolis when we went to play the Pacers. We would go out uh, together, we'd go to dinner and it's like, okay, everybody's focused on us and forget about what they're doing. So it was, it was, it was so much fun. How much attention that, that we got. They used to call us the, the, the basketball, the Beatles of basketball because Everybody just followed us. I mean, uh, and again, I just say it, it, it was totally because of Shaq and Penny. And not only that, the way we were playing ball that year, uh, we were we were an exciting team to watch. Young, I mean, uh, just just a lot of fun. I mean, I think every game at home that year on our way to the finals was sold out. It was standing room only, and. To, to say that I was a part of that, it's a treat. It is definitely a treat. Yeah. Well, you know, you mentioned you mentioned that finals um, team, Nick. Um, the year after, of course, you got to face the Bulls again, but there was a lot of injuries, weren't there? Um, and I think that's something that wasn't really captured in the last dance. I yeah. mean, you were injured. I think Horace was injured, um, so we didn't get a, a fair crack at you know getting the Bulls again. Yeah, and they was mad as hell. <laughs> yeah, and I think um, um, they came out with some vengeance. And then you think about uh, MJ had a, a full season, a full training camp to get his legs, get get prepared, get back into his form. And yeah, did they probably check off uh, on the on, on the playoff schedules, if we meet again, I I, I think they did, and they ended up uh, sweeping us for for a zip. Yeah, they were prepared. You know, I'm not going to use excuses as injuries for us because that's part of the game. But I give them the credit. They were they they were prepared. They had they had put that check on the on on the schedule for us, so they were ready. They that the way it ended in Chicago. And they were very upset when we lifted Horace up and Horace was swinging that towel in Chicago. That resonated in their head for a long time. <laughs> they did not, Pinned. they did not, the fans, the announcers, the parking attendants, <laughs> nobody forgot that. And uh, they, they, they came out with a vengeance. It's the sort of thing that gets pinned on the locker room wall for the following year, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Nick, I want to just uh, drop on to the current role. And obviously, you're super involved in everything that the Magic do in the community of the uh, Orlando Magic Youth Foundation. Mikey, Garan, my daughter Heather and I have all signed up to do the uh, Orlando Magic uh, virtual 5K run on April the 10th. So we're busy doing the training for that. Um, but for you, how important is the work that the team do for the Orlando community? Well, I, I, I go back and I think about uh, Mr. Uh, Rich DeVos before he passed away. Uh, I can remember some of the things that he always said. He said that this team belongs to the community. And we will be in the community doing the things to help uh, this community and and those words were spoke loud, spoken loudly, and they were taken loudly. Uh, 
and I'm just happy to be a part of uh, the organization to come back and, 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 and be in the community. I think about all the community has done for me. You know, uh, they were there, good, bad, and indifferent. And I could only give back to those who gave give, giving back to me. And uh, I'm, I'm happy to be a part of it, help those less, less fortunate, uh, help build a, a great foundation, help build just so much. And uh, like I said, I've been around this community from day one, and I'm, I'm just happy to be a part of it. And um, the organization that allow me to be the face of, uh, of the organization in the community, it, it means a lot. Uh, and I say this to say that if they given me that opportunity, they have that much confidence in me, evidently it's something that I did right along the way that yeah. they appreciated and how I represented not only myself, but the Anderson family, along with representing the organization. And I know that every day that when I step out my front door, that not only I'm representing myself and my family, but I'm representing the Orlando Magic. So I have to be on my P's and Q's. I have to dot my I's and cross my T's. You I mean, you're very generous with your time when we're, when we're with fans in the Amway. That's beyond doubt. Uh, we've all we've all experienced that. Uh, one of the things we were talking about, Nick, when I gave you a call to organise coming on was the social justice side of things. Uh, and the Magic have, been, have taken a very vocal stance on social justice and voting. How does it make you feel to be part of an organisation with such principles? Oh, I mean, I, it starts from the top. And I, and I said this before, uh, uh, Mr. DeVos, he set, the, he set the, the bar, the standards, and what will happen um, and, and, and it has carried on through the organization. I mean, um, it's, it's just great. Uh, the way that he feels about so many things. Uh, he had high standards uh, of, of so much and those standards has not changed. Uh, he left word, this is how you want certain things done and it's been carried on throughout the organization ever since. Uh, and I say the day that he purchased the organization, the team, it's been a, it's been a high standard on and off the court and it, it hasn't changed. You know, honestly, I've never spoke to anybody who is within the organization of the magic who doesn't have anything other than, Huge respect and great words about the DeVos family. Oh, there's not enough that I can say about him, and especially Mr. DeVos. I mean, you, you know, there. I can't speak for a lot of owners because I don't know a lot of owners of sports organizations. But what I can say is from experiences with the DeVos family, especially before Mr. DeVos passed away. I used to get calls, especially, you know, when I played for the, for the Magic in my day, just out of the blue from Mr. DeVos. I'm just calling to check on, see how you and your family are doing. Just out That's of the impressive. blue, it could be in the summertime. You know, you could be vacationing somewhere. He called me one time from his yacht, and it was it was over the summer. And when I got connected, I was like, "Okay, Mr. DeVos." I was kind of, you know, like, "What's going on?" And he said, "I just called to check on you, see how you was doing, and see how your family are doing." I mean, that meant the world to me. That meant the world to me for to get a call from the owner. And he, all he's doing is just checking on. That's impressive. Like, yeah, yeah. I just want to know how you're doing, and uh, that that meant a lot to me. And uh, I'll never forget it. And and it's not just one time that he called. It was on several different occasions. Uh, another time, uh, 
You know, uh, this is Dwight Howard era when the team went to the finals, that team. Uh, I'm sitting at home, and we were playing Boston later that evening. I think, if I'm not mistaken, it was a 5 o'clock game. This was when the Celtics sat, Kevin Garnett, Rajon Rondo, Paul Pierce. I get a call from Mr. DeVos' secretary, and he hooks me, she hooks me up with Mr. DeVos, and he said, I want you to come to the arena early. I want to have dinner with you before the game. It blows my mind. I'm like, okay. You know, it's, it's those things mm. that, that, that meant so much to me. And he very rarely talked about, he would mention it here and there about basketball, but he wants to know how you are doing, how your family is doing. And that, missed, that meant a lot to me. Yeah, I mean, and, and then the, uh, he's, he's gone now, but his, 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 his sons and who are running the organization now are the same way. It's, it's nothing different. It's nothing different. I just love being around the, the family. Uh, that, that's the stuff that, that as fans isn't seen. No, no. See, see, when you when you look at from the outside in, and you might hear little bits and pieces about different things when you don't know the whole story of something. And people make comments here and there. Yeah, it, rightfully so. That's you have that right to do so. But with me being right there and seeing it. I know, and from my experience, I, and once again, I would never speak for someone else, but from what I've experienced, it's been it's it's, it's been one hundred with me. So, that's brilliant. Cool. Um, Nick, um, tell us about your trip to uh, to London in nineteen ninety three for the two preseason games you had with the Atlanta Hawks. How was your experience in the UK? Oh, it was, it, it was great. It was different now. <laughs> you know, being in the hotel, I'm like, because uh, I never forget my mom went on that trip with us. And I'm in the hotel and I'm like, hey, these beds are not big enough. <laughs> 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 hey, this, this bed is made for a little guy. <laughs> but the overall experience, me getting around and uh, getting a go do a little sightseeing and and back then I was a shopaholic. I loved to shop and boy did I when I had when he had free time, I shopped. <laughs> so <laughs> it was a great experience um playing over there and uh the fans it was it was great and uh I need to get back there. That's what I is that, need. Right. Okay. Is that is that the only time you've been over, or did you come in 2016? No, that was the only time I was over. I haven't I haven't been back, so it was a great experience. I need to get back over there. Hey, come on over. We'll show you around, man. No problem at all. <laughs> you you can have three guides for free. <laughs> you know, I was hoping hoping I, I was really thinking that you know there's an opportunity to get over and do some basketball camps i would love that to get over and, and and put together some camps and be over there a week or so or whatever and just in, enjoy the camp and, and get a chance to get around that's what I, my thinking is it's it's a huge sport it, participation wise basketball is a huge sport in the uk Mm -hmm. It really is. It really is. Fastest growing sport, I think it is, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. 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 Uh, Nick, one of the players I wanted to ask you about on this magic roster at the moment, who is similar in stature to you, is Chuma Akiki, somebody who is also a really good on ball defender. Mm -hmm. Interestingly, you shot 35.6% from three for your career. He's shooting 357 this season. So right. th those numbers are very similar. What what are you seeing from Tuma this season? And is there any areas you think he he really needs to work on? I know he's a I know he's young, so he he's still got a lot of development. Yeah, to do, but... he has a lot of growing to do. And um, uh, you mentioned one thing that I like to do is that's play defense. And I think he's a right. he's a he's becoming uh, more and more a better defender, especially on the ball. Um, I think. Uh, once uh, he gets that outside shot down and be able to 
not only post guys up, but face guys up and get around them uh, left hand and right hand, get into the basket and finish. And, and like you said, he has a lot of growing to do. He still has a lot of uh, 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 basketball to learn. And I think he will do that just that because he's a hard worker and he has some great teachers over there and coach Clifford and his coaching staff uh, and, 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 and get more comfortable in his game. Yeah. You know, uh, let his game evolve. And, and I tell a lot of young players, we have a tendency because I did it when I was young to force things, let the game come to you. The game, once the game comes to you, uh, things happen a little bit more easier for you. You don't press yourself and try to do things that you just really out of your comfort zone, so to speak. Uh, but I think he's, 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 he's coming around and, what is he's going to benefit more because of the style of the game today is they're putting up a lot of three-point shots. So he's going to have more opportunities there to, to knock down threes and take threes like that. So once he gets that consistency that, Hey, you can't leave me open, catch and shoot. And once it leave his hand, he knows it's going in because of the confidence. He know he can make it. I think he's going to be an exceptional basketball player because his athleticism and his size, he utilizes it very well. He he utilizes his body right now as a young player. And as he gets more minutes, you will see more of what he can do. Do you, uh, I'm going to ask you a question about, obviously we knew J.I. was going to be out this season. Where where would you have seen the team had we had we not had such oh. an injury crisis? Where would you have seen us being being around this season? Uh, yeah, we were yeah. kind of around six. We were thinking around yeah. six at the start of the season. Yeah, and 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 with with a healthy Ji and a healthy Markel Fox, I didn't see any more AC. I'm looking uh, four five in that range. Guys staying healthy. And in, in my own personal opinion, I said this before J.I. got hurt. You are about to see an all-star in the making. Mm. A, a guy at six foot eleven that can do a little bit of everything. He can guard one through four. Utilize his size, his shot blocking ability, moves his feet well to can knock down the jump shot, and it was so unfortunate that he got hurt because I think he was well on his way of making a big name for himself in this league. Yeah, yeah. Now, we've we, before we move on from asking you questions, we've got a few quick-fire questions that came in from followers of ours, if we're okay to fire those at you, Nick. Um, from Alan Kane, who was the most naturally gifted player that you actually played with? Naturally gifted, Kenny Hardaway. There's nothing I didn't like about this kid. Oh man, just at, at six foot seven and a half, six eight, inside outside, his agility, his grace, his athleticism. The, the, he could do it all, and it was a sad day for me to see him. His career come from here down to a lower level because of a, a knee injury. I mean, he was special. When they used, they used to call him Penny for heaven, and that's exactly what he was. He was special. And you always think about the, that question I hear today. What if he would have never got hurt? And this would all respect due to these young players today, the James Hardens and the Kevin Durant and all those guys. If well, Penny Hardaway would have stayed healthy, his name would have been mentioned all the time, not sometime. Yeah, absolutely. Nick, um, we've got one from Lewis Rushworth. I think I know the answer to this one, but who yeah. was the toughest player you had to guard? <laughs> Let's say besides Michael Jordan. Besides him, Jay, yeah. <laughs> Go Dumas. Okay. Yeah, okay. Joe Dumas was a handful, and he was one. He was my idol. 
he was somebody that I wanted to emulate my game after because I like to play on both ends of the floor. I, you know, I, I love playing defense, and I think Joe Dumars was that guy. He played defense. He was a hell of a defensive player, and he can come down on the other end of the floor and give you 20, 25. So, and away from the court, the way that he carried himself, and I just had so much respect for him. I always, and I still to this day, I think uh, uh, when he took over the Pistons after his days over, he was a he was a hell of an executive, uh, a good mind uh, to have in basketball. And I always wanted to be like Joe Dumas, and I still to this day, I have so much respect for him. Uh, the next one from Gary Craggs. Uh, who's the best coach you played under? The best coach. And this is all due respect. Uh, you know, I would never slight any coach that I played for. But let's say this. One of the bright minds that I played for, uh, Chuck Bailey. He's one of the bright minds of, of basketball that I played for. I love him. I love him dearly. I, I, uh, playing for him, I think he was he was just, just a smart mind. And uh, like I said, that's all with all due respect, not to slight any other coach that I played for, because all of them are brighter in their own ways. Um, just on that point, Nick, um, when I was watching that uh, game that you uh, taught the Lakers, Chuck Daly was, of course, the coach, and there was an in-game segment where they talk to coach Chuck Daly and uh, he did say at the time you know uh, this is probably the most fun I've had coaching a team when he was coaching your 97-98 team so uh, that's really interesting um, so the next question comes from Adam Baker um, who is the one player you wish you could have played alongside wow besides Michael Jordan <laughs> <laughs> I expect so yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, LeBron James. Good answer. Yeah, LeBron yeah, James. I, see you I, that. Think he's, I think he's special. Uh, a guy that can do what he does uh, for the game at his size, his IQ. He he's a player that I would love to be on the floor because especially when he was younger. I'm not saying that he's slowing down. You know, everybody gets a step slower as, as, as time goes on, but he's a guy that his energy, I would try to match his energy every night. I, I would, I would be, I'm the type of guy, I would be looking at him and say, if he can put out that energy, why can't I? Yeah. I like those challenges, you know, every night. Why can I put out that type of energy? I just, I just like the way he 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 approaches the game and how he has an effect on the game. Whether you love him or hate him, and this is my own. Everybody has their own opinion, and I respect everybody's own opinion. And I say this today: I think LeBron James is the best all-around basketball player in the world. Yeah, yeah. Um, one thing I'm a fan. Sorry, Paul. No, I was just saying I'm, I'm a fan. Uh, I think the guy's great. I, well, I, I, don't see, I don't see what's not to be a fan about. You know, you know, you hear. I want to address this too, and I and I hate when fans do it because it's so far from the truth that LeBron James created these super teams. That's so far from the truth. Yeah. You know, you think of you know whether you want to call it a super team or, or not, you know, you go back when the Lakers had Gary Payton, uh, Carl Malone, Shaq, Kobe Bryant. Is that not a super team? You go back yeah. to when Houston had Charles Barkley, Akeem Olajuwon, Drexler. Yeah. Is that not a super team? So, you know, they, 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 they talk about super teams. Oh, he, stop it. Please stop it. Because it's so it's far from the truth. If these kids today, in which they do talk, teaming up with each other, it is what it is. Yeah. 
not every player will wants to do it. But that's just the way the game is today. Who would thought that the key, the, the the league today will be averaging 50-some threes a game. It's the way the game is today, so accept it. Yeah. This is how they play today. And, so, ev- and, ev- and all the best players want to play with each other, don't they? It's just natural. Yeah, you know, just accept the way the game is today. You know, let's, let's switch gears on uh, American football. They don't want you to hit the quarterback anymore. So you can't hit the quarterback anymore like that. That's the rules of the game. That's how the game has changed. So you, if you want to play in the in this league, what they say, you have to abide by the rules. Right. Those are the rules today. So stop it. You know, enjoy what it is today because for right now, for the foreseeable future, that's just the way it is. Am I right or wrong? Exactly. I would agree. Yeah. That's just the way it is. You know, I always say this. If you don't want to go to the game, you don't want your season tickets anymore, give them back because there's somebody waiting to get them. Yeah. If you turn your, this is like, let's give a great example. If you're a Green Bay Packers fan and you're upset with the Green Bay Packers and you want to give your tickets back, by all means, get them because there's been a waiting list for 50 years. (laughs) <laughs> just give them back yeah. because somebody's going to get those tickets so I just just I, I had a friend the other day uh, her father is a, a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan he has season tickets he's had them for 30 years and he's upset with different things that's going around, around in the league and he won't go to the game but he still have his tickets what sense does that make? <laughs> <laughs> and he I, know, I, know, I, I know somebody wearing let, a 25 shirt that would have that. Yeah. And yeah. he won't let anybody use the tickets. Oh, but really? every year he's still paying for them. Nah, Come on, wow. what sense does that make? Because wow. you're upset with what, some things that's going on around the league. So, hey. Stop buying tickets. <laughs> Give me the tickets. Yeah. I'll go. And <laughs> um, the last one to, um, from from us, Nick, from Ian Caldwell. He asked who the biggest trash talker was during the finals run. So, again, it could probably be not Michael Jordan, but it probably is <laughs> Reggie Miller. Yeah. Oh, Reggie used to get up. You, you ever seen the cartoons where? You know, the ducks and be up under the guy's skin. You can see the ducks. <laughs> That's how <laughs> Reggie Miller used to get. Oh, he used to talk so much trash. Oh, my goodness. And it, it, it used to get so annoying. You get he's so angry. And he just talking, talking. And then he talking and go down and he hit a three or something. And they're just talking more. It's like. I want to catch this guy around his neck one time. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, on that on that finals run, you played him seven times. Yeah, I mean, uh, he was a competitor. I mean, uh, he was fierce. Uh, he 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 brought it every night, and I have to give him respect. He's uh, he was a phenomenal basketball player. He was very smart when playing the game. Uh, just all around. He wasn't a great defensive player, but he tried. He just didn't give up on stuff. He never gave up on assignments. And offensively, he was hell. He running off of three and four screens. I mean, he and he never he always moved without the ball. That's what made him such a dangerous player. Because he moved without the ball all the time, and uh, but he was a he was a he was a treat to to play against. Uh, he was a special player. Yeah, that's, that's brilliant. That's amazing. Real. Thank you. So moving on, we have uh, four games this week. Uh, we play at Boston on Sunday. Uh, early tip UK wise, fantastic time, seven thirty p.m. Grant, you're going to cover this quickly. 
Yeah, so yeah, like you said, early tip, happy days. Uh, so we don't have to uh, stay up until ungodly hours. Uh, so Boston <laughs> currently 20 and 21, good for eighth in the Eastern Conference. They played last night against the Sacramento Kings and lost 107 to 96. They're currently 12 and 7 at home. Uh, two injury concerns Romeo Langford and Tristan Thompson are both listed currently as out due to COVID protocols. Well, well, you know, Boston has, has, you know, they've been a little bit of a roller coaster, so yeah. to speak. Yeah. Uh, uh, they, I think they're still trying to find out who they are this season. Who, what team isn't under the circumstances of, 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 of what you have to do for us playing basketball? Because, you know, at any point, you don't know who in or who's out. Yeah. So, so. They're, they're on a little roller coaster, but you know, you look at Jason Tatum and and, and Kimball Walker, and, and and the rest of the guys. They those guys, they got some good ball players. It's going to be a tough task for us going in there, obviously. But coming off of a good win at home, a good confidence booster, uh, they can go in and, and catch Boston on a downfall. All you have to do is go in and play big, good basketball. Yeah. Do the things that you did. Capitalize on what you did in the, the the Brooklyn game. Take all that over into the Boston game, defensively and offensively, and how you shared the ball and the things that you got. How you got easy baskets and things like that. Take it over into the to the Boston game, and they can come out with a win. It's not. It's it's not. Just go in and do the things that you're capable of doing, and play the kind of basketball that you're capable of playing you can get a win well we have been we have improved on defense and it's going to be so important this week because the following game is denver uh on tuesday in the amway uh another decent tip time for the uk 11 p.m yeah mikey yeah they're they're 25 and 16 fifth in the western conference uh they're 13 and 8 on the road uh they've won three straight and they've come they're coming off a win against chicago uh, last night, which was an overtime win, 131 to 127. Um, they've only really got two main injuries, and that's Gary Harris, who's out for the foreseeable future, um, and Monte Morris, who missed last night's game. So he might be back uh, next week. But they're another team that have been up and down this season, haven't they? Yeah. Well, your main two problems with the Denver Nuggets <clears throat> you have to uh, deal with is Nikola Jokic, the Joker, yeah. and Jamal Murray. You know, yeah. that's, a, that's a heck of a one-two punch. And, um, you know, you have some young guys emerging out there, uh, uh, stepping up their game. But those two guys you have to keep under control, and especially Nikola Jokic, because he's, he's such a, a crafty big man inside, outside, and his passing for to be a seven-footer is deadly. So uh, you have to contain them, which is going to be hard. But you uh, and I know coaches would agree on this. You got to make somebody else beat you. Don't let those two beat you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and really difficult back to back because the following night, Wednesday, twenty fourth, midnight tip here in the UK, uh, we have Phoenix. Wow, we do. So they currently sit at twenty seven and thirteen, good for fourth. Uh, sorry, third in the Western Conference. Uh, they played the Minnesota Timberwolves last night, winning 113-101. Uh, they're currently 13-5 and five on the road. Uh, two injury concerns. Well, Cameron Johnson is out due to COVID protocols, and Tory Craig is inactive, having just been traded there. So um, that's all there is to say about them. Well, well, you, you think about the addition, and I, I always say this, that uh, before this, this, this trade came about was – Phoenix was missing a floor general. And now that they have a floor general and Chris Paul that gets everybody involved, and then you have arguably one of the best young players in the league and best shooters in the league in Devin Booker. He can can fill it up. So, And you you think about the young talent, the shooters that the Phoenix have out there. Also, uh, Mikael Bridges. you have uh, Starrich is another one. Starrich, who's who's yeah. six ten, who can step outside and knock down the the shot, who can spread the floor, and uh, young big man in the in the middle, uh, 
uh, Aiton. DeAndre Aiton. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it's another team that you 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 got to be very cautious and aware of, of 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 what they're capable of doing. And, and Monty Williams, I think, is 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 is, is a heck of a, a great coach. coach. Yeah. yeah, he's a yeah. great coach, but I think Chris Paul makes the Phoenix Suns go right now. Yeah, that was a, a masterstroke of a signing. Yeah. And to finish the week off, um, we play Portland Friday, 26th March, midnight tip again. Yeah, yeah they're uh, 25 and 16. They're sixth in the West, uh, 11 and nine on the road. So that's somewhere that they've struggled. Uh, they've, they've also won three straight. Uh, they beat the Mavs last night, 125 to 119. Uh, Zach Collins is out for the season and Yusuf Nurkic is potentially back within the next couple of weeks. So he'll be out um, likely next week, but we get to see our uh, favorite player. That doesn't play for the magic Lillard. Yeah. Dane time. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's, he's certainly one of my favorites. And uh, if, if he's not right now being mentioned in the MVP uh, talk, something is wrong yeah. because this, this young man, the last few games, I mean, He's doing it. And then they get another big piece to their puzzle back in C.J. McCollum. So they're playing extremely well. Uh, two guys right there, you have to perimeter guys, guys that can shoot the lights out from the outside, and two guys that can, uh, who are very deadly of getting out, beating you off the dribble and getting to the basket and finishing. Uh, so you, the guard play got to be exceptionally well when you play against uh, – uh, Portland, I think we have an advantage in in the middle with uh, Nico- uh, Vuce, Vucevic Vuce, yeah. In, the, yeah. in the middle. So I think uh, you take advantage of that opportunity and, and do the things that you're capable of doing. Uh, Aaron uh, uh, playing inside outside, and then you got Evan Fournier. Look, he looked very good last night, and so you can continue to play like that with him. Uh, coming off those down screens and hitting those wide open shots and and getting to the basket, you can. These are four games that are going to be tough, very, very extremely tough. But uh, if you do the things you're capable of doing, you can you can win some some games. Yeah, Grant, you got the uh, prediction right last week, going one and two. Uh, although you did yeah. get the wrong team, you did get the wrong week. <laughs> so we, we beat either the Heat or the Knicks. Um, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> so, what, what are you what are you shooting for this week, my friend? Um, I'll go uh, two and two, beat Boston, and then it doesn't matter who. You, I think we can beat Portland, so I'll yeah, go with two and two, beat Boston, beat Portland. I've got the same shout, Nick. What would you go with? What's your prediction? Well, I like the way. Going into the Boston game, I like the way the guys played last night. And I, I think that they can win with, with whatever is going on in Boston. They haven't looked chemistry issue, whatever that may be. Um, I think they can beat the, the Boston, win the Boston. And then you're playing Denver at home. At home. Yeah. So I'm going to – I'm just going to go out on limb. I'm, I'm just going to say three and one. Good man. Like it. Like it. Um, I would go two and two. I'm actually going to say one and three. And the only reason oh. I'm saying that oh. sorry, boys, <laughs> is Get we, got, of him. <laughs> we got we got the trade deadline on Thursday. So the, it, this might look a lot different after that. So that's you are the only so reason. right. That's I forgot about that. It might look different, but Let's say nothing happens. Nothing happens. I'm going to go three yep. and one. I'll go two and two yep. if nothing happens. There we go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. We I we go again. There that. you go. Well, our next episode we're recording on uh, Saturday the 27th. We've actually got Josh Robbins joining us to uh, guide us through the trade deadline. So that's when we go right. next on uh, Penny for your thoughts. Um, make sure you check out the website orlandomagicuk.com follow our social platforms on Twitter Facebook and Instagram um, if you're shopping don't forget to use our Orland, uh, what is it? Magic UK 10 discount code on Fanatics and NBA store Europe some exclusions do apply uh, Nick 
thank you for joining us. You've been so generous with your time and so honest and expansive with the answers. It's been amazing. I just can't say enough. Thank you so much. Anytime, anytime. Thank you guys for having me. And uh, you guys over in the UK, I want you to pull for my University of Illinois fighting the Lion Eye. We were number one seed. We knocked off Drexel yesterday. And uh, our next opponent, we just going to take one game at a time. And we're trying to get back to the big dance and bring home that trophy. We've got, Lagola, you've got three. You playing, <laughs> you playing Lagola next, Nick? Say it again. Are you playing against Lagola next? Uh, Loyola. Oh, Loyola is it? Okay. Loyola, um, Loyola, Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. So th that's a school right there. It's in. The, it's on the north side of Chicago. And and that's big implications. You think about University of Illinois. This two and a half hour drive, three hour drive from Chicago. That's going to be good. Rec recruiting implications. That's <laughs> <laughs> gonna be, but we need to send Loyola uh, Loyola back home and let them have a nice vacation. <laughs> well, we we'll, we always finish by we always finish by saying go Magic. We'll finish as well by saying go Illinois. Yeah, go Magic, <laughs> go Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. It's been amazing. All right, Mike gentlemen. Grant, thanks for joining me. God bless Thank you, Nick. you guys and to your family. Stay well. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. All right. You've been listening to the Penny for Your Thoughts podcast from the guys at Orlando Magic UK. Please subscribe to the podcast available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify and YouTube. Check out the website at orlandomagicuk.com and support us by using our links to the official NBA store and Fanatics for your official sports merchandise, including the NBA, NFL, and many more. And you can follow us at Orlando Magic UK on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Go Magic!